Welcome to the K-Hole. People are dying. My name is Ashley Brandt. My name is Brooke Marine. And we're going to be talking about Season 12, Episode 13 of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Um, have on a good night. Having a good night. You know? Yeah. It's that same pun from before. <laughs> it's the same one, unfortunately. Well, fortunately, because it like finishes the first pun, but... Unfortunately, because in general, it's just not funny. (laughs) They have done better historically, and I believe they can do better moving forward. So looking forward to that. There was actually supposed to be a new episode this week called Digital Rage, which is not necessarily a better title, but is an intriguing title. But it was pushed from the schedule really suddenly and kind of without reason. Yeah, I was I was expecting to have to catch up on two because, like the Kardashians, I also was on vacation, um, <laughs> but I was I was in Miami, so I had to pretend like it was Cuba, <laughs> and it wasn't. Reliving some of the best spinoffs. Definitely, it was fun though. I guess I can. I guess I love Miami. I see why famous people like to go there. Those houses are insane i haven't been to miami in a really long time i was a i was a child when i went to miami which is i think not the way to experience miami yeah it's not it's like vegas which i've never been to in that it's just to me just does not seem like it's for children like there's stuff for kids to do but in general I don't know. But I also see myself like having a panic attack in, or seven in Vegas. So I don't think that's for me. <laughs> yeah. It's really weird meeting people who like grew up in Las Vegas and hearing them talk about like their hometown, Las Vegas. It's really weird. And I'm sure that there is someone listening from Las Vegas right now who has all kinds of feelings about what I just said. And I'm sure They're they get that like, a lot. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> get that all the time. <laughs> Well, same thing with, like, Florida, in that, like, I don't know, Florida's very, it's a very specific place, right? Yeah, yeah. Shit goes down in Florida, like, all over the whole state, the whole state. Yes, first of all, (laughs) right off the whole state of Florida. But I'm from the Midwest, so that is, like, vacation destination number one for anyone in the Eastern time zone. So my family's gone down there a ton and it's just strip malls and humidity and alligators. That's about it. I know. Like I had been to Florida many times before this, but usually to like, I don't know, like Orlando or like Tampa or whatever. And like, I don't know. Like, I just think that maybe now in the future, this is so off topic, but I think that now in the future when I go to Florida, like, I'm just going to go to Miami and <laughs> vacation for like yeah. a few days. Like, I don't see myself really enjoying those other parts of Florida. Now that I, like, can't even, like, I went to Universal, I, like, couldn't even enjoy myself. I'm, like, sitting there, like, wow, theme parks are so interesting. Amusement parks are so interesting. Is there some sort of primordial reason that we feel like we need to have these, like, adventure thrills and, like, simulations and all this shit? And it's, like, I just don't need to be thinking like that when I'm supposed to be on vacation. Yes. Um, Have I told you that my (laughs) family goes to Disney World 
literally every year (laughs) yeah you have and i remember Um, when you were 21 you were like this is great because now i can drink (laughs) yeah and this was my first time like down there also in orlando and being able to drink i had i started drinking at like 2 p.m i didn't care yeah it's really funny because my parents don't drink um they just like don't they're just boring people they don't really have a good reason not to i'm sure they're listening to this and i'm going to get a text about this later but it's they don't fine have a good drinking is bad to. it's literally poison i don't advocate yeah no i mean like sure fair enough but my parents have no um my parents have no like sense of scale so i had like one drink at a late breakfast it was an espresso martini and my dad was like all right like you you can't do anything now you're drunk and i was like no (laughs) (laughs) i get to enjoy things more now is what i get to do i'm the opposite i like immediately was like okay i had one what did i have like what are those things like not your father's root beer which admittedly you can barely taste the alcohol so yeah like if i drink one of those as fast as i actually did generally like generally you would i would be not able to do and many things but i basically was just like for some reason like i drank i started when i started drinking i immediately was like well now i don't, now i can't go on roller coasters and now i can't do this and now i can't do that and then i was like why did i drink in the first place when i did not have to yeah and that's why your parents are right that's what I. That's the moral of that story. <laughs> my parents are gonna adopt you instead of me. Oh my gosh! I hope so. <laughs> I feel like Kim would agree with you, though. Like, Kim is not yes. a social drinker. No, I was surprised she drank sangria like as much as she did. Yeah, or smoked cigars during the first part of this vacation. She was. She was really grossed out by the cigars, though. She was like. If she was like, yeah. if you can't inhale, what's the point? Oh my god! And like, same. I don't really understand cigars. Um, nope. But yeah, I guess I guess Kim and I are alike in that we both don't really like enjoy the process of drinking, nor do we both really like dancing. So. I wonder if those are connected at all. Kindred spirits. I had a moment with Kim this week because she wore this amazing black velvet dress with a cross necklace to a lesbian wedding. And I was like, how me is this moment? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Her like sound, her sound people who've been on the show for like since season one got married. That's cute. That was really cute. She's gay They're, friendly. That's fine. <laughs> she is. I she remember is, playing Kim Kardashian Hollywood and like having a female avatar and being able to like choose to date yeah, women. And I was like, this can. is so progressive. Yeah. I played that game for a minute. Just a minute, though. And then I <laughs> have, got bored. And also, I don't have unlimited data. So <laughs> um, did I ever tell you? about the height of my playing that game Mm -mm. so it got to the point where i was setting alarms for the middle of the night to play that game oh no because it was on that thing where like you get a life every like i don't know like four to six hours 
but you also have to complete a mission in a set amount of time. So I literally was like dead ass asleep, had an alarm set for 3.30 in the morning, woke up, was like asleep. Like my eyes were closed and I was playing this game. That's insane. No, please tell me you stopped. I did. Okay, good. (laughs) That was a low. (laughs) That was a low. And then I was like, I cannot do this anymore. I've never been, I've never been that like into... I've never really gotten to that level of video or computer games because I remember, like, as a child, when I would get close. You know when you get close to that level of, of like, yes. I don't want to say obsession, but whatever it is, you can feel it. Like, you can start to feel that energy, like, compulsion. in your body. Yeah. yeah, you can feel that compulsion in your and that obsession in your body. And I remember, like, it's a, it's a, it's a very haptic sensation. You start to, like, feel part of it i just know i just know that like from as a kid like when i would play the extent of my video game usage is playing like the tony hawk games i loved Mm -hmm. those and i would play those but then i or i guess maybe more for me it's it was more like um not even the sims like i didn't never got that obsessed with the sims but also maybe just like in general like the internet you know what I mean? Yes. Oh, like hell just yes. like chatting on AIM or AIM, whatever MSN. Yes. Like, but always with friends. I never did chat rooms, and I never did like talk to strangers because, like, I think like we were young enough to know that that was like yeah to, that, that ingrained in us that that's like a, not a thing that you do. Yeah, that was definitely the stranger danger era of the internet. Yeah. So, but I remember feeling that like compulsion to like to check who's online and to talk and like be awake until 3 a.m yes and so maybe that's also why i don't this is like really crazy i am rambling so much more than i thought but this is also maybe why i don't like gambling and why i don't think i would like vegas i'm figuring some shit out on the k-hole this is why everyone should listen to us (laughs) this is related the kardashians are a really good place to start discussing addictions, I think, and risky behaviors. Like, I, think I think you're right. Like that is a the- that is a recurring theme in their lives, because it's generally a theme in most people's life at some point or another. Because we're all human. Yeah. You know. Um. Do you want to blow through some IRL news really fast? I can take this. Sure. Let me see. Well. This week, there were a few things. One that I would like to talk about, just to start us off, that I think is like, I don't really understand it, and maybe you can, <laughs> you can go more into, you can talk more about it, but Werner Herzog analyzed <laughs> the famous video. He really liked it. He right? really did. That's oh my god. That's crazy. I don't understand why he liked it so much. It's fucking delightful that 6 minute clip. Um he honestly doesn't say anything really new. He kind of talks about like it's it's really interesting because the interviewer is clearly taking him very literally when Herzog is not speaking literally. Because he's talking about some of the themes that we brought up about the video, um, doppelgangers and like representations of celebrity, like is this real or is this as good as real? And he's posing these questions, but he's saying them in a very like 
figurative way and the interviewer is like oh no they're not real people and he's like no i'm aware of that but the question that like the video is evoking is um it's also really funny because he doesn't know the names of anyone involved (laughs) he knows like donald trump and yeah no i think he i think the only person he like really names is donald trump and then he like starts talking about oh the entertainer that was accused of sexual impropriety and you're like chris brown or bill cosby like oh my god <laughs> yeah, i forgot there were two of them but oh. he's also really into kanye's rapping but he keeps calling him the rapper and then he mispronounces kanye's name which is maybe why he was referring to kanye as the rapper um it's amazing i loved every second of this um especially because it was really interesting because um herzog was talking a lot about like the internet and like doppelgangers on the internet um and he was talking about how there are people on the internet who like imitate his way of speaking and i think these are just like parody accounts is like what he's referring to and or like paul f Tompkins on on comedy bang bang like doing a herzog (laughs) impression um and it's so weird to hear herzog like talk about people doing like herzog impressions it's so strange i mean i follow herzog parody accounts because they're really fucking funny (laughs) yeah no i get it like and it's what's funny is that he just doesn't (laughs) I don't know. He's, he's funny. kind of like he's just an closet. old man. I don't know. He just does. Like I'm just <laughs> laughing because an old man thinks that this whole thing is like so artistically rich, and I agree. I just wouldn't have expected, you know. Yeah. Oh, and then at the end of the video, Herzog says, "Oh yeah, if Kanye, um, I think he says Kane, and then the interviewer corrects him." Uh, submitted this film as like um, like to be considered for candidacy to admission to Herzog's film school Herzog would accept him (laughs) I want to know like that definitely made it back to Kanye oh definitely his ego is but I want to know like is there is there a Herzog Kanye collaboration coming maybe I mean possibly like I said the last time I do think that his next um, you know, project is going to be this, again, like some sort of crazy multimedia thing and not just a traditional album. Like, I think he'll I, take this to the next level. So he might, they might be working together. Who knows? Ugh, I would die. I think that'd be great. Like co-directing a film. I don't know that I want to see Herzog direct Kanye as much as I want to see them direct together. Mm-hmm. Or, holy shit, Kanye direct Herzog that would be crazy that would be nuts i don't know if that would happen but i mean harmony kareen has directed herzog and whoever the fuck directed jack reacher has directed herzog so i just feel like i don't know if he would let kanye do it maybe he would he seems like a fan he seems like a fan we'll find out um Speaking of famous, though, we also uh, didn't cover this when it came up a few weeks ago, but Amber Rose on her show did talk about uh, famous and her inclusion in the video, and she brought up a really good point, which is that 
she was not asked ahead of time about the depiction of her naked body in the famous video whereas taylor swift did get that heads up about the um lyrics in famous and amber rose's whole point was basically stop including me in this narrative which fair amber is trying to live her life she is but i mean we were talking about this before we started recording like i don't think that was my expectation i would have thought that kanye would have done her that courtesy done amber the courtesy of asking before or given her the heads up and let her know that this was something that he was doing um Mm -hmm. before releasing the video yeah i would have thought so too I think, given their history together, it seems that he would have asked her. And they're always saying, like, oh, we don't hate each other. Like, it is what it is. You know? Or not always, but recently. Mm -hmm. At least she says that. I just kind of feel like... Yeah. I think I assumed that she had been on board or at least just knew it was going to go down. And I'm sad sad that she didn't know it either. Yeah. I mean, it definitely brings into question like did anyone know besides kim and kanye maybe not probably not seems like it seems like that's not the case um for more recent news kendall is on the cover of september vogue which has been the rumor in the wind for months the thing is i'm i'm totally cool with having kendall on the cover and she does look good like whatever that's her job i just don't love the cover i don't know no i think many they could have picked a better photo from that shoot and there are better ones in that spread i I haven't i haven't read the interview yet but i've seen her instagram some of the pictures and i don't know yeah i feel like i'm frequently surprised by how commercial the cover of vogue often looks does that make sense yeah yeah like when you expect it to be this extremely high fashion you know yeah i think harper's bazaar and like w often do better covers oh w for sure i think i like like covers i think i'm just sorry i'm just looking at it again right now to see which one i would have preferred that she choose i don't know i mean it's just not a great it's just not a great cover but i i watched her 73 questions video i thought it was cute oh cameos by all her sisters oh that's cute yeah watch it it's cute but i think that to me is more interesting than the actual cover i don't know yeah but it's fine i'm not i'm not mad that she's on the cover i don't care like i don't care how advanced she gets or not that i don't care but like i'm not mad about her being a model like some people because like i get it i get it she's not like the same as the supermodels of yesteryear and i know she got the job because of her family and whatever but like who cares that's how it is now it's 2016 that's how it is with like most industries at this point like it's who you know not your your natural skills or Mm -hmm. develop talent whatever um in other kendall news (laughs) she was photographed out to dinner with tyler tyler the creator 
they've been friends for years they've been photographed hanging out together before but for some reason these photos ran with um, a headline that said date night question mark and then Kendall tweeted at Tyler apparently we're dating and then he quote tweeted her and said not possible because we're both gay also she did say so okay before i get into this i want to say in her 73 questions video she said in response to the question of who makes you laugh the hardest or something she said my friend tyler that's obviously him he's obviously i think in this tweet making fun of himself or at least making fun of like the haters who call him gay as if that could be an insult yeah and and have done so for like five years yeah that's one yeah well and he's also was or has been um accused of being homophobic and certainly Mm -hmm. like some of the language on his first two mixtapes um where he used the f word quite a bit uh the f word being a gay slur um was accused of being homophobic for using that word on his first two mixtapes. Yeah, and for tweeting that word all the time and saying all sorts of shit that, yeah, yes. was homophobic for sure. Yeah. Um, the second part of that tweet is that, so because he's, I think he's joking with us about being called gay, and he's joking with Kendall about the fact that maybe she probably actually is just a thought in one tweet that is how i read that that was that's my interpretation of that tweet but <clears throat> hit us up if you have any uh you know thoughts on that because that is maybe one of my favorite things to talk about i don't know why <laughs> no i love it so much it's fun it's a fun topic Ugh. sue me I love it. don't sue me <laughs> i can't take a lawsuit or any kind of suit i can't even buy a suit i'm unemployed <laughs> new gofundme buy brooke a suit <laughs> anyway there so, is yeah. one more piece of irl news for this week uh which is that the preview for rob <laughs> and china was released along with a premiere date for that series um so that series will be coming out september 14th or whatever mid-september it's gonna be six episodes and the 30 second teaser was interesting no new information but they did include two like really salient uh scenes of china yelling at rob or yelling in general yeah and specifically yelling about him text quote-unquote texting bitches and the thing about china is that from following her on social media i'm learning that she does have a sense of humor and she jokes a lot that's what i thought and as we all know because they've brought it up like 10 times this season rob has apparently this crazy sense of humor and is really funny with his family so I just feel like the way that that was cut is to make us believe that, like, China is crazy and acting out, and then we're going to watch it, and it's going to be, like, totally not. She's going to be totally fine. Yeah. That or the show is going to make her seem crazy. 
But I don't know. I don't know if it's in their best interest, like, business-wise, to make her seem nuts. Yeah. Well, like, I I, think... It might be better to just make her seem like she's actually just also has it like likes to joke and that some somehow because of that they're both really good for each other yeah and i was even wondering today when i was thinking about that preview like whether it might even be in china's best interest and maybe she's conscious of this fact that it would be advantageous for her to um stir up some drama for the sake of the camera so that they get picked up for another season Mm mm-hmm yeah, I Very just... Very possible. It was an interesting trailer. I did get a little excited. I, I don't think I was that excited to watch it before, and now I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll watch it. I don't know if it'll be... I'm glad it's only six episodes, I'll say. Yeah, yeah. I think they learned their lesson with um, I Am Kate about spinoffs and mm-hmm. uh, how to pace them. Mm-hmm, for sure. And when to when to drop the promos, which, like we said, like, maybe that's why this week's episode, this Sunday's episode, Digital Rage, was canc- uh, postponed. Maybe it was because they needed to give the Robin China stuff its own space to breathe and grow and get attention. Just a thought. Because the next episode, Digital Rage, is going to feature... A pretty heavy China storyline, it seems. Sometimes they cut things weirdly, and you think something's going to be an A plot, and it's like one scene in a C plot, but they're going to talk about um, Chimoji in the next episode, so certainly more China to come. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things about this episode, moving more into the episode, is just that, like, it didn't need to be an episode. It did not need to be an episode. It felt like I was watching a bunch of extra footage from their vacation because they basically just wrapped up their vacation, you know, one or two days, one night, whatever. Um, and then Scott is having FOMO, and then they move into halfway through the episode, they leave Cuba, and they move into like this Mother's Day drama, which wasn't really drama. So I don't know. I just think that this episode didn't necessarily have to happen um yeah it's in terms of like vacation episodes usually more you know like the veil stuff sure that's that's a two-parter this one i don't think so should not have been yeah it reminds me a little of i don't remember how many episodes they spent in armenia but i remember the last episode that they spent in armenia can't remember if this was the second or the third episode they just like left Armenia. It didn't need to be part two. They could have just cut out all of the airport scenes. Yeah, like I don't know, because what happened was during this a plot, they went, you know, they're they're in Cuba for the last night, and they're all having their last dinner together. They go salsa dancing. Kim says that she doesn't like to dance, but she'll take one for the team. The fun part of that scene was that Kanye. You know, they get to the restaurant and North was wearing, North was, everyone's supposed to wear a dress or a skirt and North really wanted her purple skirt that they forgot. And Kim is supposed to wear a dress too. So Kanye had to like take a tablecloth and like make a dress for her. And Malika was like, this is genius. You're a genius. (laughs) Kanye, Kim goes like, luckily, like my husband has the skills. 
I don't know. It was <laughs> it was such a show offy moment for him. Um, you yeah, know that like a producer, dancers. a producer like took that skirt out of their luggage and was like, "I know what we're gonna do. Yeah, Connie is gonna up. make a dress in Cuba. Cut this shit up. Put it on Kim. Take a tablecloth and fold it in half for North. Like." It was funny, but I mean, yeah, they're also all really not great at dancing. Kim really can't dance, but she doesn't like to, so. Fair. Not her fault. Fair enough, Kim. Uh, The other thing that I noticed about this part of the episode is that they were really into, like, they were really like, don't you just, first when they got there, they were like, there's no Wi-Fi, there's no cell service. Not that they complained too much, but, you know, whatever. And then Mm -hmm. today, like, the last episode, they were, like, they wouldn't shut up about how much they loved Cuba for being, I don't know, for having limited access to, like, Wi-Fi and certain technologies. Mm -hmm. Which, like, again, leads into this, like, weird fetishization of, I don't know, like, the whole, like, frozen in time thing. It's kind of, like, I don't know, I feel weird about that, you know, about being, like... I don't know about like coming there just to see that is mm-hmm. not not okay. I don't think. Sure, that's an aspect of traveling there that you surely would probably want to see, but that can't be your only like your sole motivation for traveling to an entire country with yeah different because I mean of people. The appearance of Cuba is a product of the embargo. Yeah, that's our fault. It's America's fault. Like that's yeah. not a good. Th- It's not good for anyone. No. Like, there is this island um, in Michigan called Mackinac Island, and they don't have cars, Mm -hmm. and, like, they have a bunch of fucking horse-drawn carriages, and that's just, like, their gimmick, and they do it to draw tourists, and, like, they fucking chose that. And, sure, that's, like, a smart business decision. Um, But the situation in Cuba is totally different because we've prevented um, the Cuban people from accessing our goods and our products for decades upon decades yeah so that was like a little weird to me but i don't know then scott had fomo he thought that maybe he should bring cuba to california so they just like eat a bunch of cuban food and like ride around in an old car (laughs) and smoke cigars kylie hits the cigar and she's like this is disgusting Yes, Kylie, yes. Which I didn't expect, and I'm glad that she's agrees that it's... Like, but I point? really wonder if that line was specifically designed to counteract the, like, rumors about Kylie... Not rumors about Kylie being a party girl, but, like, her appearances at clubs and the fact mm, that she's, like, dating mm. an older guy, and so they have to sneak in this little, like oh, don't worry, she's, like, on the straight and narrow kind of wink yeah. at the audience. Which, like, I wonder if she actually might be, though, for, like, the majority of the time. I kind of feel like she's not really that into partying. No, I don't think she's, like, a Justin Bieber. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, like, she has an older boyfriend. Yeah, no, I know. No, for sure. Like, it's definitely something to consider when thinking about her personality and, like, how she is. I just, and and I'm sure maybe that is a line that they 
they had to throw in there to sort of keep up in appearance of like wholesomeness but not that I would say she's probably wholesome and I don't think she would want to be either but I just don't think I just she's super like, into partying but she does like have an older boyfriend and it's like well I don't get it yeah and she goes out with him she does like make club appearances mm-hmm. with him I also feel like damaged child star is or like overindulging child star is such a trope these days um and i could see the kardashians wanting to specifically sort of sidestep that in their like construction of their image and their brand that makes sense this episode had a lot of um discussion about about their brand all of them well not all of them but related to kylie certainly i mean like and the kardashian slash jenner name in general because so kanye invited kylie to walk in his first two yeezy yeezy shows like in the last couple years Mm -hmm. but then kylie took a deal with puma and he didn't find out until later and he was really pissed about it and then kim there's a scene where (laughs) kim is in chris's office after they've gotten back from cuba and she's talking about you know like don't you think this is kind of stepping on his toes i would never take an estee lauder deal when like i know kim has or kendall has a deal with them like i would talk to you first and like i think that scene was actually really interesting to me because it was like the two most business-like mm-hmm. parts of this family unit having this sort of like godfather-esque meeting where they're like yes really talking about the brand and the marketing and the business and it's just like wow this is fascinating and this is why this is what people don't really see when they hear them like when they think that they're all stupid they don't get that they really are closing deals like left and right and it's insane that they're able to do this that they have this sort of understanding of their own brand and it's all done in-house yes like that's crazy Ugh. that's that's what's so important is understanding your own brand and like understanding your own appeal and they have such such a good handle on that um and one thing i really love about kim is that she is willing to um take Kanye's side in things when her brand has I don't know historically been so closely aligned with like her sisters and her family and I think that you know to a certain extent the appeal of aligning herself with Kanye is the appeal of like moving to this higher tier of celebrity or whatever but at Mm -hmm. the same time like Kanye doesn't have I don't know 10 step siblings to like call upon for emotional support like he has Kim and he has like his father who's not um as much a part of his life as his mother was before she passed and you know someone's got to be there for Kanye yeah no and they talk about it in this episode too how like I think Malika brought it up she was like you know you guys are twins like you're perfect for each other there's no or maybe Kim just talked about how people are constantly like you guys are the same person and all this stuff they are a perfect match. Like, I say this li- every day of my life, but it's it's actually true. It really there's no is. One, there's no one more fit for either of them than the other. 
It's exactly. kind of nuts that we didn't all see this 15 years ago. <laughs> it's so crazy. There was a, cli- a clip that Kim posted earlier this week or like retweeted where she was being asked about this rumor that she was pregnant with Kanye's baby. And I guess this was like way before she and Kanye had even gotten together. And it's so crazy how their lives have been intertwined for so long before they kind of just like succumb to destiny yeah star-crossed for sure (laughs) but i mean i don't know you know i thought chloe and lam lam were perfect and in this episode chloe finally was like with like malika's help she finally was like you know there's only so much i can do i've done enough (laughs) this is resolved for now which, like, I'm proud of her for coming to that realization, even though it sucks. It's sad. But it's the right thing for Chloe. And Chloe, I think, has a hard time doing right by herself so often. Mm-hmm. It's, like, good to see her put herself first. No, it is. It totally is. Um, but, yeah, and then... The so they leave Cuba. The second half of this episode again could not have was not worthy of being in an episode. It was very like just like the whole all of this felt like it was just extra footage. But Kim has a shoot or a fitting in New York City at like six p.m. on Mother's Day, and she's like, "I have to leave at like nine a.m." And Kanye was mad because he was like, I thought we planned to spend Mother's Day together as a family. It's Saint's first Mother's Day, blah, blah, blah. So he does this oh, whole true. elaborate thing where he has a, like, 12-string, 12, yeah, I don't know. I think there were at least 12 people. It was like a little mini orchestra in their room yeah. or in their house playing music. And it was cute. A nice Mother's Day surprise. I remembered it because she snapped it. She did. That was that was a very Kanye move. He loves to get an orchestra together for Kim. Yeah, he loves. That's like to go his over signature gift to Kim. <laughs> and those white flowers he always sends. Yes, but Kim that loves that stuff Taylor. so much. Like oh, that's she not loves that. Yeah, that's not getting old anytime soon. It's not like opening mm-hmm. up another like. Um, you know ring from the mall or something like that i feel like every time it it's just so on brand that kim has to love it does that make sense (laughs) yes i mean shit if someone wanted to do that not that specifically but if there was something that was like so on brand for me that to enjoy and someone were to make that happen for me repeatedly of course like why would you want to give that up i don't you know exactly um but i i don't know on the one hand like mother's day and many holidays are just made up occasions to buy greeting cards yeah so like (laughs) i respect kim as a mother wanting to like go about her life on mother's day Mm -hmm. but i also get like (laughs) wanting to spend time with your family i er do i i don't know that i do (laughs) i get it i do get it and i think that like i mean it's cool kim was like i just started working again and like everything's happening really fast and i've already rescheduled this and i'm not rescheduling it again and she put her foot down and he went around her schedule 
to make this work for her so yes i'm just saying as it should be anyone is welcome to do that for me (laughs) (laughs) real as hell real as hell and we did see a little bit of saint just a little bit whoever that kid was who was filming in cuba i wonder if he's back at the house because that looked like vhs footage back at it again with the vhs footage oh my god (laughs) but i can't believe saint is saint is like eight months old now nine months old he's so big He's so cute. Oh, this family is beautiful. When I was in the airport coming back from Miami, I saw this beautiful family, and I just was like, what is that like when both of your parents are a 10, and then you have two kids who are both 10s? That's... Yes. And they weren't even famous. They were normal people. Normal family on vacation in Florida going home. Uh, I can't believe that there are people who are like that genetically perfect and uh, like that have the golden ratio that aren't famous do you know what i mean because i feel like i rarely i rarely meet people who are that beautiful and that attractive in real life like they're usually yeah actors or models not normal salespeople. yes and stay-at-home parents like (laughs) how dare you (laughs) how dare you waste that body i'm just kidding (laughs) Do you know what I would give? Do you know what I would give to look that beautiful? And if I did, I'd immediately be famous. Like, are you kidding? Yeah, I'd try my hardest. Yeah, at least insta famous, at the very least. Yeah, get some. I don't know, some internet fame in there. I'm too ugly even for internet fame. Like that's how this shit works over here. Okay, so like (laughs) I don't understand when people are that attractive and they don't try to get to their own level of Kim exactly Kanye, like their own version i don't know exactly me, that's just me yeah well okay the other thing though about like the the kardashian west kids is that they got this perfect blend of kanye's features and kim's features and everything thus far i'm literally knocking on wood i'm not joking is like Same. meshing really well and mm-hmm. like no one has like an awkwardly proportioned jaw or anything like that and i feel like so often when you get two really attractive people procreating together you know yeah the features just don't combine well and that's just nature's way of keeping us all humble i yeah, and I'm not going to name names because, like, we're all beautiful or whatever. But exactly. But there's definitely some opportunities that nature missed or, like, just missed with two very attractive parents. That's all I'll say. This yes. is rare. Like, t- this is, like, even for beautiful people, this is rare. And that's why we should cherish it. Fully agree. Fully agree. Um. Also, going back, though, to beautiful people in real life, um, did you ever have this realization in high school or, you know, recently that the people who were lauded as being, like, very, I don't know, visually pleasing were often just blonde? Yeah. Oh, uh, yes, absolutely. Especially in, like... Blonde and thin was always the combo. And also wore, like, I don't know... Like Hollister and Abercrombie, whatever. I know you went to, a, uh, you had to, you had to wear uniforms at your school, right? 
Actually, no. So <gasps> my boarding school this is a had surprise. a really strict dress code, but no uniform. So no jeans and no shirts with like writing or graphics on them, which basically just made everyone dress like a grown ass person, <laughs> which was fine. That's, that's, that's actually totally fine. And I wish that I dressed like a little grown up when I was 14. <laughs> right it it was like very chic looking back like there was a lot of opportunity to dress chic that i did not take because i was bitter about not wearing graphic (laughs) t-shirts yeah no i really wish that i had a uniform i say that now this many years out of the system but i wish that we had uniforms i know that sounds probably not very progressive of me but I have to say, I did suffer enough emotional anguish from everyone else who was supposed to be beautiful or whatever, cool, was wearing Abercrombie, Hollister, whatever, you know, pieces of fabric that cost like $70 and like fall apart in the wash after one wash and was blonde, usually not naturally and like very thin, like very thin. Very I would thin. love. I would love. I wish. I so wish that I could revisit that time as like an adult or like as my at you know the age that I am now and like watch the social dynamics and also like I wonder what our teachers thought. Like I, yes. I because if I were a teacher and I taught the group of people and the types of people that I went to like high school with, I would definitely be so fascinated and so concerned <laughs> yes and okay. another another thing that i realized yeah. though is like a lot of the looks that we had in like the mid aughts and late mm-hmm. like basically for the entire decade are they're tragic but they're i will so say bad. that now kids have fucking norm like because normcore eventually hit the mainstream you yes. know what i mean like Yes. Because of that, now kids in, like, middle school just look kind of, they just look really hip and cool. With yes. their fucking, like, Patagonia vests and their their dad jeans and their, like, Seinfeld sneaker. Like, they look cool. And it's because even places like H&M and Forever 21 and even, like, places like Abercrombie and Hollister have gotten rid of the um, the whole, like brand name on the t-shirt thing yeah the weird class signifiers and they've yeah and they've sort of tried to be i don't know my point is that i'm jealous of these kids these days kids these days i mean okay there have been like a thousand memes made about this i'm not saying anything revolutionary but the (laughs) fact that like 13 year old girls can watch like youtube makeup tutorials that are of the same caliber as like the makeup that adult women <laughs> put yeah. on in the real world is crazy because now all of these like 13 year old girls look grown as hell because like what makes you look weird and young is like having like a kind of chubby face and like ruddy skin right get rid of that and then all of a sudden you <laughs> these little like jean benet preteens <laughs> it's so fucking weird <laughs> yeah no that's totally it 
And, like, the boys just, like, all they have to do is, like, try to dress like Kanye, like, some fucking hype beast, and, like, they're hip. Like, the damn Daniel kid, think about it. If he dressed like that when we were 14, he would have got his ass beat. Yes. This look was not cool. (laughs) Like that was, I mean, like I now I know honestly it was hard. Were dressing, the people who were dressing like this ten years ago are cool now. They're the ones who were fucking pioneering shit. But they weren't cool then. People, if you weren't wearing all of those things that I mentioned before in two thousand six, forget it. And I forget the original point of that, but yes, it really irks me that those people were considered beautiful and the rest of us were considered ugly because some of us internalized that forever. (laughs) (laughs) Real as hell. But I do feel like, honestly, going back to, like, the progression of fashion and, like, looks from the aughts to now, like, Kim is almost a prime example of that strange awkwardness of the aunts like transitioning into the very airbrushed like instagram aesthetic of now which is even like also kind of turning on itself with like no filter instagram um non-touring like whatever um but it's so crazy the way that like looking back through her history and we talk about this all the time how different she used to look Mm-hmm. Um, and also how she used to dress like she was not exactly. she was not really like I was looking at a slideshow recently of things that someone like Pink was wearing in 2001 and it was like this these looks were supposed to be so edgy and they just looked really tacky and like honestly Kim kind of dressed like tacky until I mean, basically, I hate to say it, but until she met Kanye. No, she totally did. Like, I remember when she and Kanye first got together. So this was spring 2016. She was still wearing, like, a lot of jewel tones. (laughs) Yeah, she... When they got... when, When they pared it down to the neutrals is when she started to hit her peak with this. Yes. And honestly, just wearing all neutrals is the easiest way to A, always match, B, (laughs) look chic. That's it. That's the secret. Also wearing like clothes that fit you well, like whatever that means to you. But that's that's the shortcut. Neutrals. Yeah. No, she definitely took a shortcut. And I think like it just so happened that it worked for her. But isn't that isn't that kind of how her entire career is though? She's done nothing but take shortcuts to fame in a way. I don't want to say there are shortcuts though. Like well, everything her, her, she her does her is so strategic. Is very, very yeah. But I feel she, like in the beginning, I mean, like the sex tape it wasn't planned by her. Oh, that's true. You know, so that's, true. that's why I'm like, oh, that kind of jump started it. She takes shortcuts with yeah. her body. She gets work done. But she That's also works. But That's she true. also works out, and she also does. So I think she does a little bit of both. Yeah, I think the one thing she does that has really paid off is she doesn't really she doesn't take risks. Mm-mm. Oh hell mm. no! That's why she was not drinking or dancing. 
She does not engage in risky behavior. And that's honestly why she's kind of my icon because I'm, I don't know, extremely anxious. I I don't like risks either. Yeah, I, I want that I illusion would love of to control. have as much restraint as Kim. Yeah, that would be amazing. That's aspirational. She has the illusion of control, and it doesn't seem like repressed. No, she, it's, she's not repressing herself. Like she's just comf- She's doing what's comfortable, and she will not step out of that box, that comfort zone. Yeah, and it pays off. Instead of being told to jump out of my it- comfort zone all the time. Maybe if I stayed in it, <laughs> I'd be much happier. Fucking exactly. Exactly. I I feel like jumping out of your comfort zone is often a mistake. Especially if it's at like the behest of someone else. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I take the advice of other people and I regret it because they don't have as much insight into my life as I do. Exactly. Well... We have talked circles around a very boring second half of a vacation episode. <laughs> I think we did a good job, though. I think, like, we provided some some food for thought. There's a lot of stones to turn over in your mouths with this one. Is that the phrase? But, I don't even know. <laughs> you know, I want it to be a phrase. So I, I think we... Tra- yeah, trademark that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Copyright that. <laughs> Started now. But let's get into power rankings and i want to start with an honorable mention this week um it is the kardashian ex-boyfriend of the week french montana who makes an appearance in this episode to recreate cuba with his good friend scott disick yeah he's barely in it but you know seeing him on camera is always a treat i don't know why he just seems really fun he really does. He was a really good rebound relationship for Chloe, I think. Yeah, and he got a friendship with Scott out of it. So it's a win-win-win. Truly. And then coming in, um, not above French Montana because he's not ranking, but at the bottom of the totem pole is Chloe who is still working through her relationship with Lamar. um, And she's making some positive steps, but has yet to dig herself out of this ditch of pittiness. Pittiness. Pettiness that she has been (laughs) entrenched in all season. Yeah, I mean, like, it kind of ruined her parts of her vacation. And because of that, she's not... You know, she's at the bottom of the list. And right above her is Scott because he's really upset. He's, he was like, I wanted to go to Cuba, but I didn't want to do with all the visa stuff. I don't want to get arrested at the border. And I'm thinking, what kind of behavior are you expecting to engage in that you think that you will yes. be arrested at the border of Cuba, first of all? This is why Courtney is worried about having you around when, around alcohol and stuff. Um so that was like a weird comment and also he like has a lot of FOMO and he feels like he's missing out but on the other hand he does orchestrate a whole like Cuban afternoon for uh, Chris and Kylie and French and they just ride around town smoking cigars and eating plantains and chicken and rice and beans so I mean it sounds like a fun afternoon 
Yeah, it sounds like Scott is living his best life. Um, much like Courtney, who continues to just not give a fuck. Um, <laughs> she is coming in above Scott this week, as she does most weeks. And, um, you know, she is not caring about the fact that she has offended her brother-in-law. She's just going to laugh it off and continue to care for her children. Um, as is her MO, really. Yeah. I mean, that's... I think this is a really comfortable spot for her to be in. I can't blame her. She got to go on a great vacation with her family. She got a break from Scott. But she got to see him at the end. Like, it seems like... Nothing to complain about. Where Courtney about. wants to be. Yeah. Ultimately. But then right above Courtney, we have Kylie. Again, like, kind of in the middle, just because she doesn't really do much in this episode. I don't know. She has a lip kit launch. Good for her. But she also signs a deal with Puma, which is good for her brand, but bad for the larger Kardashian West brand. Um, Yes. So that's... I do think it would have made sense for her to to take a deal with Adidas. And Kanye said something, too. He was like, well, you know, that's not fair, because what if it's like, you know, me having a new reality show on Sunday night, and then I don't tell you guys about it until I've already filmed the episodes, and then it gets really big, and then I say, oh, yeah, look at all my cool friends on my show, like Jay-Z and Beyonce. (laughs) I was like, okay. Um, sure. <laughs> Gotta pull That's that two, card, Kanye. two Beyonce mentions, because Kim mentions her this episode, too, because apparently Beyonce loves to dance and, like, have a good time in the mosh pit, and Kim is just like, oh, I don't want to do it. And I'm so Kim in that situation. But, yes! Um, <laughs> yes. But, yeah, no, Kanye was kind of right that this wasn't, maybe wasn't the smartest move, and she maybe should have waited until Adidas offered something, and then they could have done a collaboration, but it is what it is. Besides that, Kylie didn't say anything. She tried a cigar and said she didn't like it. Good for her. Good for her. Um, coming in just above Kylie is Kris Jenner, the woman who should have seen this conflict of interest a mile away, and yet failed to uh, anticipate the inherent Adidas Puma conflict um you know she tries to be a momager she tries to work things out with kim and kylie and (laughs) puma but chris has been off her momager game for the past few years i want i want chris to get her groove back i want her to like go over the reins a little bit and just enjoy her life with her boy toy i think that's what chris deserves right now yeah i think you're right. And sometimes I wonder, though, I'm like, how much of this is Chris making us think that she's off her game? When really. I think Caitlyn like, genuinely threw her off her game. Okay, sure. Yeah. That seemed like she thought she had that situation under control, and then turns out she was dealing with an actual person. So she didn't have that person under control because she yeah, can't control Yeah, I people. think that is what took Chris by surprise but I think like she took that so personally and then she turned around and like her youngest daughter was basically grown and her second youngest daughter had this like established career that was very much outside of Chris's normal purview 
Like, I think whatever time she spent kind of absorbed in her own feelings about Caitlyn, um, kind of took her out of the driver's seat of her daughter's careers during some very mm. pivotal, pivotal moments over the past few years. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. But coming in above Chris is Kanye West, who is driving some plot lines this episode. Um, we have maybe not seen this much of Kanye since he redid Kim's Closet um, about four years ago now. And yeah, he he really shone with that that dressmaking scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow, what a what a bookend. <laughs> but you know, ultimately. He is the one with, you know, Jay-Z and Beyonce's number. He gets to throw their names around. And he's not afraid to remind us of that during this episode. And I have to respect him for that. And I also have to respect Kim for being number one at the top of the list. She held her own against Chris. She stood up for Kanye. She had an orchestra (laughs) play for her on Mother's Day. And she got to go do her job. She's winning all around. Yes. Kim is really having it all. I think perhaps the key to having it all is extreme discipline and restraint. I think And staying so. inside me, your comfort like, zone. That's, yes. And I would like to stay inside of mine. No risks. I don't like, do you know what? A few weeks ago... My friends and I, we were waiting for the bus to go downtown, and uh, my friend was standing a little too close to the edge of the street for my liking, and and all I did was look at the two of them, and I said, I don't like risks. (laughs) And that was it. Everyone knew what I meant. I don't like taking risks, and I don't like risky behavior. You shouldn't stand too close to the edge of the sidewalk. (laughs) In life, or like metaphorically, or literally, so... I don't know. Like Kylie said, 2016, the year of realizing things. I have realized so much, and it is only, oh shit, it's actually halfway through August. We are that doesn't make any sense. It makes We're sense. Barely through the end of this year, we've gotten eight and a half months through the year. Oh Jesus Christ. Um, fuck. Wow. Okay. Okay, but also this year has been terrible, and I am so excited for it to end. We're gonna have a good 2017. I promise. I can't promise. I don't but even I care if it's good or not. I just want this shit year to be over so badly. It is. It has been disruptive to our all, all of our systems, I would say. Yeah. But anyway, Lovely. on that note, I think <laughs> I'm glad that we left you all with um, many many things to consider a lot of food for thought if you want to follow us and hear more of our general musings about life that are not always but usually end up being tangentially at some point kind of kardashian related you can follow us at the k-hole podcast on twitter or facebook we update both and you can also follow us individually on twitter and for me that would be at brkmrn and also on Instagram too. 
You can also rate us and leave a review on iTunes and be sure to share this podcast with your friends. Um, We really enjoy talking about the Kardashians and we would love to um, talk about the questions that you guys have. Um, Read some listener tweets, honestly. That is the new viewer mail, I think. And you can follow me on Twitter at Ashley Brandt and listen to me on a couple of other podcasts such as Pulp, the podcast based on a true story. We are talking about Star 80 and um, Griffin Newman of the forthcoming Amazon series The Tick is joining us to talk about uh, Star 80, which is his favorite movie. It's a really good conversation and you should watch uh, The Tick on Amazon so that Griffin's show gets picked up because that would be cool, right? The pilot's out on Friday and Twin Peaks Peaks is always there if you happen to be in the mood to pick up Twin Peaks this coming fall, which is Twin Peaks season. In my opinion, that is the perfect time to watch Twin Peaks. I agree. And I think on that note, I've maybe exhausted everyone else enough with my ramblings. (laughs) This has been the K-hole. Don't be fucking rude.